Listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast with your host, Timothy Lambert Monk. Welcome in, welcome in to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. It is Saturday, the 1st of September. We're in football season month, guys, we've made it. And a bit of a bonus podcast for you today. I'm going to do a mock draft. Obviously, it's the main weekend in which mock drafts and your live drafts are all being done. So I'm going head-to-head with our guest today, Richard King. And yeah, so we're not picking from the same spot. Uh, it's a 12 man league, and we're picking two different spots. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to post on social media our teams, and obviously, we see uh, who likes which team better. But hopefully, along the way, we'll give you <clears throat> an indication of who who's in what round, and maybe some strategies, some tips uh, along the way just to help you um, win at your drafts. Obviously, you can't win the league, get your drafts. Obviously, throughout the season, you'll be making transactions, trades, waiver wire and ads and drops. Um, so, you know, if you, if you end up with a bad team or a team you don't like, don't worry. that you know, It can change literally in the first two weeks of the season. And I think there's a stat out there or something that says, you know, 60% of your team don't even end end up on, that you draft don't end up on your roster at the end of the year. And I probably am an advocate of that. I think that's probably quite a low number. Because um, I say you do, will do a lot of trades if your if your league's quite active, which most of them quite are. Um, you know, you, you're not going to end up with the guys that you pick first off uh, in your drafts. So yeah, it's my it's, talking of drafts. It's my home league draft today, the uh, Dgens Invitational. Uh, it's a league I commission. We're doing our first inaugural live draft as well, so looking forward to that. It'll be interesting. Just put a different dynamic on, rather than sitting on a computer having the lists in front of you. Obviously, I'll provide the guys with lists and ADPs and that kind of stuff as well. Some cheat sheets. Um, we have a draft board. Have draft stickers. Uh, very much looking forward to it. Uh, I am picking from the five. And um, what I might try and do is might record a few snip, little snippets or record the uh, draft and, and post it maybe on YouTube or on the podcast. So yeah, no, really looking forward to it. Uh, no doubt. I've, I've, I say picking from the five, it's a bit of a weird one because it just depends if uh, a running back forced you. If not, it's going to be obviously Antonio Brown. Be interesting to see kind of where everyone else is. Um, it's, a, it's a league that's been going maybe th- I think three or four years now, um, and everyone has got slightly different different opinions on on strategies and players as well. And I think that's that's what makes fantasy football so good is the opinions on certain players. You know, I can be really low on someone, whereas someone can be really high, and it just yeah, that's how values are created, and that's how people that reach for players that that's how that happens as well so um i know for, for instance my me is obviously trey burton trey burton's a guy that i, I look to get in the sixth or seventh round but you know might not do in in this league because uh you know if I, i'm at the back of the two if uh, rob gronkowski is there i'm going to pick him and trey burton will probably be go a bit later although there's one or two other players in the league g some gms that like him as well but yeah no say if, if you're having a draft this weekend or obviously are still to do your draft before the first game on Thursday. Good luck with those. And if you want any advice, if you want any, you know, during the season, want any start, sit uh, information or advice, give us a shout on social media at Full10Yards or my personal one is at Tim underscore Monk85. We'll be more than happy to answer those. Um, if, if you want to 
uh, what we might do is might we do a little segment on the show where we get some kind of mailbag questions on on some start sits uh, and we go through those with Lee um, and just obviously just to give you re- reiterate from our previous podcast what our weekly shows will look like so we'll have a show where we will review uh, the, the previous week's play the, the the winners the losers the waiver wire ads etc etc um, but then on the preview so coming next week we'll have a preview show of week one funnily enough i'm recording that today with lee and uh, some other guys as well so we'll have lee on the show to preview the, each game uh, both from a, an nfl standpoint and maybe a bit of fantasy as well and then we're going to have adam uh, adam wolford on the show from touchdown tips to go through the, the spreads the handicaps the best bets uh, touchdown scores and all of the like so if you're a bit of a gambling gambling person, I very much recommend you check that out as well. So it'll be on the same show. Um, and then obviously points during the season. We'll have Roger Goodgroves coming on to talk about the big decisions. Uh, and we'll also have a kicker corner as well for those that like kickers. Chris Carpenter, the, uh, the I don't know, the president of the Kickers, kickers Matter. Uh, in, certainly in my, in my league as well. He loves kickers. Um, he's pretty much the reason we have kickers in our league. Uh, we'll have a little, we'll have a little five, not even five minutes, be, be be nearer five seconds. Little segment on on which kickers to go for this week. Um, although in my article it's coming down, which I posted back in July, it pretty much says that you can't you can't research, you can't predict which 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 kicker is going to do better each week, week to week, and drafting a kicker uh, higher than than your last round is just ludicrous for my in my opinion. And so yeah, check that article out as well. I had, had a discussion with a friend uh, league, in the, the guy that's in the fantasy league actually about you know about kickers and we were going on about half hour about why they shouldn't be in and why he thought they, they should be in etc etc. But um, I won't bore you with those details because say the mock draft episode in segment with Rich King is actually quite long. If you want to get in contact with Rich King at all, it's at XL Geek. Uh, he's a writer for Roto Baller, uh, NFL Girl UK, and some others as well. But we'll obviously get into that in the segment. So I hope you enjoy it. I hope you pick up a few things and say the most the most important thing of it all is like don't worry if you get a bad team. Just enjoy it. Enjoy the process if it you know whether it's live, whether it's online. Do your prep. Get your get your rankings sorted so that when it comes around to you, you're not you're not flittering about. You know you know what decision to make. The worst thing to do in a draft is to regret a decision that you've made. You know the the most common one is where you know you're not sure to which two players to pick between you know you've done your rankings and but you've got a big name that's fallen to you you know someone like maybe T.Y. Hilton or Mike Evans has fallen to you maybe in the third round and it kind of skews your rankings you know make sure you have contingency plans if things don't work out kind of how you think they will and they usually they never do so um yeah but you say the most important thing enjoy it because uh, it's it's to be fair it's probably the most important part of the season it's the funnest part of the season um to, to do you build up to it all off season certainly someone like me as well it's it's the thing I look forward to most, apart from Championship Week, uh, not that I got there last year, but ho hum, maybe this year it, it will happen. But I hope you pick up something from the segment. So we, we're doing a 12-team uh, head-to-head mock draft, and I hope you enjoy it. We'll see you on the other side. Okay, it's draft season, so what better way to spend the week before uh, the, Fa- the Falcons take on the Eagles? We're going to do a, ro- a mock draft, but we're not going to do any type of mock draft. We're going to go head-to-head, uh, and we are going head-to-head with Richard King, uh, who you can be found on Twitter, at XLGeek. Uh, we're going to bring you in, Richard King. How are you doing, my friend? Are you okay? you excited for the season? I'm very, I'm very, very good, yeah. Um, really excited for the season. I've been uh, kind of looking forward to looking forward to the start of the season for the last couple of weeks and uh pre-season it you know 
it, it does get you through it, but it's not it's not quite the same, is it? No, I mean, I was, I was thinking about it uh, yesterday or the day before. I was thinking about all the news stories of obviously what's happening now. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers has just been paid. Odell Beckham's just been paid. But like when when the draft finished finished uh, way back in oh, I don't know, when was that April March April, um, yeah, just some of the stories that were coming out is just so benign compared to obviously all the stuff that's going on now. And you just think how how did you get through the months and the, and the weeks? Because it is it's a fair old uh, off season to, to get through. And I think also with with the podcast, what we've done on social media is done a countdown so that's kind of helped because it kind of visualizes how long you've got left but my god some days and some weeks do do drag on a little bit they definitely do i mean i, I used uh madden coming out as well that was kind of a, a big countdown for me that's kind of when you know the football season is literally just around the corner yeah no absolutely yeah and i say another thing as well which is quite interesting uh, for me what's helped me get through the off season is doing a lot of mock drafts uh, i've done mock drafts ever since the drafts finished uh, even even before the draft, actually. So it's been actually quite interesting this season because I didn't do it last season, just to see the differences in ADPs. Obviously, there's a couple of players that we'll no doubt talk about when we go through our mock drafts uh, head-to-head. You know, the, the risers and the fallers because there's obviously a couple that, that spring to mind uh, straight away. So, yeah, it'd be quite interesting to see um, your thoughts on on like who you like uh, in mock drafts. But, but before we get into the mock draft, Richard, do you just want to maybe talk about your your connections to the NFL, you know, obviously you write for a couple of, uh, for, for a couple of guys uh, and obviously you worked with Fancy Pros prior, prior to that as well. Yeah. So um, I, my, my kind of writing started up uh, with NFL girl UK. Uh, so Liz, yep. I'm, I'm sure if you're a UK fan, you probably have heard of her. Yeah. Um, I, I went from there into just getting really, really integrated in fantasy. It was the, uh, it was the kind of, mix between spreadsheets and sport that I like mm-hmm. um, and I went from there to um, working with uh, FF 24-7 um, and then I went from there with working for Fantasy Pros on the news desk and now I write for Across the Fantasy Pond yep. and I'm just just starting out write for Roto Baller so yes. it's uh it's quite an exciting time for me right now. Yeah, yeah. No, so we had Rob on uh, from Across the Fantasy Pond on a couple of days ago, and he's uh, he's he's a nice chap. But what was it like working on the news desk for Fantasy Pros? What did that kind of entail? Because I was I was quite interested to to hear a bit more about that. Yeah, so um, that that basically entailed looking at uh, games and kind of um, the the positions that we were assigned to. So I, I looked after the quarterback and tight ends for the Texans. So right. I would during the season kind of look out for any news. Um, I just, just so happened there was in a, in a season where Deshaun Watson absolutely caught fire. So um, I was, I was firing out things left, right and center, yeah. but um, yeah, it was, it was, it was an enjoyable time. And obviously as part of that, you get, you get fully immersed into the kind of uh, culture um, as you get, free access essentially to all of the tools yeah which are i'm sure you know they're great <laughs> yeah no absolutely I, I listened to um the fantasy pros podcast with uh, mike Tag- taglia and bobby sylvester as well and i just so um, i'm a i've logged into the, the fantasy pros website to do all my mock drafts over the off season and yeah and obviously some of the features that they've got the, the premium stuff uh, would be a very much nice a, a nice thing to have maybe sometime in the future i'll be able to uh, purchase that or afford, afford it i suppose yeah, I mean, it's. I think I was quite lucky in that you kind of. It wasn't um, for payment. You kind of got access to the premium features. Yeah. Um, so that was that was lucky. Um, yeah, I mean, if you look at the top top package, it's quite expensive. But yeah. 
you know, depends depends how uh, serious you want to take it. And if you're in it, if you're in money leagues, then maybe it becomes worth it. I mean, if you're just in it for for fun, uh, which is ultimately what I kind of view fancy football to be, yeah. Then um, then it's it's probably not. You can probably just kind of use enough of the free tools to mm. get you by i'd say yeah no absolutely yeah there's, there's enough there for let's say mock drafts this the simulator um has filled up many of my many of my days at work uh, over the last couple of months so that's what it needs to be to for me um so yeah let's get let's get into the draft then so i'll set up for the listeners out there it's going to be uh one qb two running backs three wide receivers a tight end, a flex, which is one uh, running back, wide, wide receiver, or tight end, and six bench spots. No kickers, no defense, um, just because you know, yeah, it's a bit of a waste of time, in my opinion. Uh, 90 seconds on the clock, so me and Richard are going to go head to head. And so, uh, Richard, do you want do you want to get it going? Yeah, let's, uh, let's click start now. Let's let's get it going. Cool. Um, so our draft order is obviously it's been randomised now, yep. and. I'm at the 10 slot and you're at the 9. So oh, we're, no. <laughs> we're back, back to back, which is going to be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Who, um, how, how many, how many of your leagues? So while, whilst we're waiting, obviously for the, uh, the mock draft to go through, how many, how many leagues are you in this season? So I'm, I'm, I'm in about three or four. Um, okay. So I, I was in quite a few last year and I kind of started losing track of all of them. So I decided to kind of do less this year, but, um, yeah, Okay, so draft. Go next year, maybe do some more, but let's uh, let's start talking about the mock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so draft is so it's at, at, at me on the one point nine. So Lev Bell, Todd David Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott, first four. Uh, no surprises there. Antonio Brown, uh, Antonio Brown at number five. Obviously, again, no surprises there. Alvin Kamara went at six. DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins at seven. Saquon Barkley at eight. So. We are left with Odell Beckham Jr. Um, as well as, as a guy that immediately stands out to me. Um, I've seen him drop quite a lot later on in in the first rounds. Um, maybe some in some leagues even uh, early second, which just boggles my mind a little bit. Um, I'm I'm very much a, a running back early first round kind of guy. Um, but the amount of the amount of drafts that I have picked from the five spot and been given Antonio Brown has frustrated the absolute hell out of me because the first four big running backs have gone. And then you, you just feel like all the rest of the running backs are a bit of a reach uh, for the rest of the first round. I mean, I love I love Melvin Gordon, Gordon this year. But I think in, in a vacuum, again, this is half PPR as well, I think Odell Beckham Jr. and Melvin Gordon, the, the only two I'm going to consider. Um, I don't know, obviously, you're, you're picking next, so I won't necessarily ask for your thoughts so much, uh, which is a bit of a shame, actually, that we're right next to each other because... Uh, we're going to be kind of giving away our own our own strategies, um, but I think I think just for the sake of it, just to be a bit different, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll probably take Odell Beckham uh, in the in the first round, seeing as though it's a it's a PPR, and we're going three wide receivers as well. So I think I think it was, if it was two wide receivers, two running backs, I'm, I'll probably go Melvin Gordon because I love Mel, Melvin Gordon this year. But um, I think we're going to take uh, Odell Beckham at nine. Yeah, that, I mean that, that, that's that's fine with me. I mean I, I I've actually got an article that's going up on uh, Cross Fancy um, Pond should be going up pretty soon, um, where I talk about the zero wide receiver and zero RB mm. um, draft strategies. Yeah. So I've actually got no problem with going zero RB if you're in at five slot, and that's actually something that comes comes out in my article. Um, I think it's just all about after you kind of made that choice. It's just it's just all about getting value. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, going Odell Beckham I think is absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, 
So I'm immediately behind you, and I'm going to go Melvin Gordon. Um, reason being, I actually have him projected to be better than Ezekiel Elliott this year. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Especially in half PPR formats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the main reason being that Ezekiel Elliott is the Cowboys' offense, but I don't think that the Cowboys' offense is essentially is going to be scoring that many points. No. Whereas the Chargers, I think are going to be scoring a lot of points. And he's obviously the goal line back. He's the pass catching back. Yeah. So I think that, I think at the end of the season, we, I wouldn't be surprised to hear Melvin Gordon being talked about in that kind of elite group. No, no, I agree. No, I really like, like I say, you want, you want, pieces of, of really high scoring offences and you know even the most um, f- far-fetched Dallas Cowboys fan which I'm not obviously I'm quite level-headed to, as a Dallas Cowboys fan you know the Chargers are going to score more points than Dallas this season it's just just going to happen isn't it so yeah so I so I'm going to go ahead and draft Melvin Gordon here yeah. um, and then obviously in between we can see Leonard Fournette, Kareem Hunt, Julio Jones and Dalvin Cook go off the board so I mean Leonard Fournette going is not surprised nor screen one i mean they're, they're the absolute bell cows yeah um surprised to me is actually seeing julio jones a guy who was you know always drafted in that six seven seventh overall yeah he's now fallen all the way back to the end of the second round yeah love julio jones um, yeah i mean I, I think i think what we're seeing is we're seeing a resurgence in, in running back value yeah and i actually think a lot of people are overvaluing running backs now oh, yeah. so yeah. um yeah, where, where you selected Odell Beckham Jr., I think that's absolutely right because you're getting one of those elite wide receivers yeah. um, as opposed to getting a tier down of running back. Yeah. Um, now, I'm back on the clock here um, and I'm staring down a couple of running backs and a couple of wide receivers. Now, I've already got why uh, deemed to be an elite running back, so I'm... I'm not going to go running back heavy because there's a kind, there's a few guys that I'm hoping will fall to me in the third round, which I'm not going to mention their names. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think I think the guy I'm going to go for here is is it's got to be Michael Thomas. I mean, he's part of an elite offense. He's got an elite level quarterback. So for me, he's just a no-brainer selection here. Cool. All right. So you take you've taken Michael Thomas. So obviously leaves you Melvin Gordon, Michael Thomas. Yeah, not a bad not a bad duo to start. So obviously we've got Odell Beckham. Um, so we're staring down Keenan Allen, AJ Green, Christian McCaffrey, Devonta Freeman, Jordan Howard, uh, Joe Mixon not taking in this early. Rob Gronkowski's one that obviously he's a he's kind of a tier on his own at the tight end position, but I think it's just slightly bit too early for him. Although I know some people that take him quite happily take him in the middle of the second round. So for me, uh, again, I think it's a similar similar situation to to what I had in the first round. So the running backs, the the values and the tiers, I think are a, a lower. A tier below what is a wide receiver, and like I say with Melvin Gordon in a high offense, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take Keenan Allen uh, as my as my second selection. Uh, again, he's just gonna be absolutely peppered with targets. Hunter Henry out, um, so you know those targets have got to go somewhere. They're not all gonna go to Keenan Allen, but you know the, the targets and the, the receptions and the and the back end of last season that he had um, just shows you that he could easily be a top five. Uh, a top five wide receiver, uh, if not a top three, maybe even it has the ceiling as a, as a top one. Yeah, I, I love I love Keenan Allen going into this season. As I said, I think the uh, the Chargers are going to be scoring a lot of points this year, and for him, I think he'll get up to a hundred hundred kind of receptions. Yeah, rare. You know, it's it's definitely within the definitely within the realms of possibility. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, 
should we just discuss who's who's kind of uh, gone in between here yeah absolutely so obviously so, there's a big there's a big wait for us to come back round obviously because we're towards one end of the draft so yeah if, if i do the end of the second round then you pick up in the third maybe so after me went devonta freeman christian mccaffrey christian mccaffrey is one that i've seen jump up uh, up draft boards i think around over the last couple of months uh, he was a third fourth rounder and um, but he's obviously he's i've seen him quite a lot now in the second round um obviously being half point ppr obviously aids that he's he's the pass catcher he's going to get all the all the targets out of the backfield um like he did last season so i can see why he he's going to go uh, mid second to late second round yeah and i think what you're seeing as well is he's it, i don't know if you've watched any of the preseason games but he's taking all of the stats with the first team yeah um cg anderson's really looking like a bit part player yeah, yeah. so christian mccaffrey looks like he's going be taking the bulk of the carries as well as taking a lot of the passes in the backfield and i mean if you break off a what was it a 70 yard touchdown run mm, yeah. um that's going to increase your AUP straight off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, full, obviously we're a half PPR, but full full PPR. I think I think I was in the league yesterday where we were drafting. I took Christian McCaffrey round about the same spot uh, in full PPR. That's just great value because uh, he's just going to get all the targets. Uh, I know DJ Moore's there obviously as well, but um, they they use, they utilize him a lot. North Turner over there in Carolina, he does like to kind of focus on one uh, running back and CJ Anderson actually. Yeah, you know, you mentioned him. Is being a bit part player. He was actually someone I was quite high on over around about in you know early in the spring, early summer. Uh, but he's someone I've actually really called off on just because of the stuff that Christian McCaffrey is doing in training camp and in you know all the snaps as well. So yeah, no, I like I like McCaffrey this year. Yeah. Okay. So cool. After McCaffrey at two six, it went Jordan Howard, Devontae Adams. I thought well, that's quite that's quite a bit of a steal there at two eight. Um, if and also AJ Green, the pick after at two nine. And then we close out the second round with Larry Fitzgerald. That's, that's quite high, I thought, actually, for him. Uh, LaShawn McCoy and Mike Evans. Yep. Um, so I, I don't mind, really mind too many of them. I mean, think that, as you say, Larry Fitzgerald feels to me like a little bit of a reach at the end of the second. Yeah, but, absolutely. I, I mean, it, I can't. Let's have a look at this draft board. So he had, uh, he'd selected David Johnson. So he's actually gone Arizona heavy, which I think, that's a mistake. for me, he, <laughs> That makes it even more questionable. But yeah. I mean, I don't know which expert we're um, we're kind of drafting against here. But that's yeah. not something I'd be no. condoning. No, no, because they're not they're um, not, they're not so an offense that's going to score a lot of points, are they? No. no. Um, and it, they both can't score a touchdown. No, no, no. So I I wouldn't condone going heavy Arizona, especially this early. Um, so. Third round, you had we saw Joe Mixon go off the board and Jerick McKinnon. They were the only two running backs that went off. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Mixon, you're seeing, he, he seems to be rising up uh, draft boards. I think just as a result of the Bengals, they can't possibly as, be as stale as they were last year. I mean, no. I think I think there was a stat actually last year going into week three. I want to say that Rex Burkhead. Um, was the last rushing touchdown scorer for the Bengals and Patriots. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. So that just goes to show how stale the, the position was. I mean, I think what you'll see as well is Bill Lazor's actually really been able to put his stamp on the offense. Yeah. And I think you'll see a lot of improvement. Um, Jarek McKinnon, obviously, he's had a load of off-season hype. Um, yeah. If you go in San Francisco in Kyle Shanahan's offense, you know you're going to be getting passing work, and 
he's not a bad player at all. Um, the only thing I would question is maybe his ability to take on a, a bulk of carries, but mm. the team that's drafted him has also got Todd Gurley and LeSean McCoy, so they've essentially drafted Jared McKinnon in their flex. Mm. So it's gone well for them. Yeah. yeah. Um, then we see Doug Baldwin go, uh, Gronk, Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs, T.Y. Hilton, and Adam Phelan. Mm. So seeing a bit of a run on wide receivers here, yeah. which... Um, it's fine for you because you've you've loaded up with two two kind of elite wide receivers, um, and I guess that just kind of le- leaves me with a bit of a decision. Um, yeah, just want to point out, uh, Rich. I think that that's great value on Rob Gronkowski there, three point four. Yeah, I mean it's, it, that's that's re- I, I would say that's really good value. I mean if he's if he's healthy for the whole season, he's tight end one. Yeah, yeah. Um, at, without a shadow of a doubt, especially you know if with Ed- Edelman being out at the start of the season. Um, you know, I think Chris Hogan is a benefit, uh, a benefactor, but Gronk is a huge benefactor. Yeah, and no, absolutely. I was, I was just looking at, um, I was trying to make my selection. Uh, I, don't, I don't really like any of the running backs here. Alex Collins, Kenyon Drake, Lamar Miller, Jay Ajayi, um, Royce Freeman. I'm not a big fan of taking at this maybe point in the draft, although he's starting to skyrocket. Uh, yeah. Just with the the kind of niggle there that Devontae Booker is there. So who's my wide receiver? Wide receiver is Amari Cooper, who could get absolutely peppered with targets this season. Demarius Thomas, yeah, maybe got one maybe good season out of him. Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, maybe. Mm, not sure if that's a bit of a reach as well. I might, because I like a couple of, I might load up on running backs a bit further on. I might actually take a tight, a tight, a tight end here, Travis Kelsey or Zach Ertz. Mm, I'd, I'd probably go Travis Kelsey because I like him as a tight end one this season if Gronk you know, goes down injured. So, like I say, I'm going to try to try a few things. I don't normally go run, zero running back, but I'll probably go Travis Kelsey in this spot. Um, where is he? Let's just select him to make sure I lock it in. Yeah, so I've got I've gone Travis Kelsey again. Yeah, it's not, it's not usual for me to go zero running back, but you know, this is the whole point of mock drafts at the end of the day to try a few different things and see if you like your team at the end of it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, you, I think you nailed it on the head there. I mean, if you're going to zero running back, then my my view on it is you're essentially coming out of there knowing that your running backs are going to be weaker than everything else in your team. Yeah. So you really want to load up on those elite level talents elsewhere. Yeah. So if I was going to zero running back, and that was you know this kind of decision you went in in the article that I've written, I actually went Aaron Rodgers mm. in the third, um, yeah. just because same kind of reason he's at elite level at yeah. that position. Um, I went for Aaron Rodgers just because. I, I think that you know it's less injury concern. I would say um, for a quarterback than a tight end, but I can un- totally understand the reasoning for going for uh, Travis Kelsey there. Yeah, no, um, I'm, not, I'm not a big, I'm not a big early quarterback guy, and it's quite a lot of actually drafts that I've been in. I've taken because I've been in the, the five spot, uh, the five position. I've taken Aaron Rodgers in quite a lot of uh, drafts this year. Um, so yeah, no. Again, it would have been between Aaron Rodgers and, and Travis Kelsey. I just went tight end there. So I think I, I, I like a I like a late QB. So yeah, I mean QB is is one of those areas that you, you can't. It, for me, yeah. it's it's very similar to tight end in, in that I'm either going early and getting that elite level, or I'm going to wait right right to the end. Yeah, and it's it's kind of nothing in between really. Um, because especially at tight end, I mean, you're essentially touchdown or bust. Yeah, with absolutely. Outside that elite tier. Yeah. So, I mean, I've, so I'm, I'm looking at the draft board now and I've got uh, Melville Gordon and uh, Michael Thomas, obviously. And I'm actually, I think I'm going to go for a Murray Cooper um, yeah. just because obviously I need a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
given given that I, I think there's actually a bit of a tear break at, at running back and I'm hoping that some more of these guys will fall to me yeah. but I do think Amari Cooper is going to be there for me yeah. um, so I'm going to go ahead and select him yeah no I like that so it comes back um, comes back to Andres quite quick as well so yeah exactly uh, so it's not too much of a risk um, so straight after me Aaron Rodgers off the board yeah. Derek Henry in, at the back end of the third I'm, st- I'm still not a fan of Derek Henry being drafted this high no um, don't get it Alex Collins Alex Collins flies off and stack hurts. So, yeah, if we just touch back on Eric Henry, I think what we're saying again is we're going to see a running back by committee yeah. in Tennessee. And I'm, I, I just don't really... I'm not drafting a running back by committee that this high up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just recently had a... I had a match with one of my friends literally today, Derek Henry or uh, Dion Lewis in PPR... I think it's actually four-point PPR. Four-point PPR, Dion Lewis or Derek Henry to have the most points at the end of the season. He he wanted Derek Henry. I was more than happy to say Dion Lewis. Yeah, I'd have bitten his hand off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Derek, Derek can Henry. I, can I get in on that as well? <laughs> Maybe I'll ask him. I'll ask him after the uh, after the podcast. But yeah, I, I just don't get it. I mean, Derek Henry, yes, he's an absolute beast, and yes, he's a he's a powerful runner, and he can absolutely maul the the defensive line and just power through. But like I say, they've signed Dion Lewis to a big a big contract in the off season uh, from from the Patriots. Uh, it's going to be a split backfield, and just in PPR. He, he, Derek Henry's not really going to catch the ball. He, I, don't, I don't have my, his stats for ca- his catches out of the last couple of seasons. A um, couple of injury little things last year as well. Um, just to give me Dion Lewis all day long. Yeah, I mean, so I, I'm, I'm looking at my uh, my projection sheet, which is I've got stats for the, for the last couple of years. So okay. I'm looking at it, and Derek Derek Henry, he had uh, 23% rushing share in his first year and 36% in his second year. Yeah. Um, and in terms of receptions... 11 and 13 yeah so he's not he's not really um he's not really getting a lot of work on third down which was never going to happen if you're in a team demarco murray my concern for derrick henry is when you look at his box score you look at it and you say well he finished the season with 703 yards and five rushing touchdowns which sounds great but i think i I think i'm right in saying that two two of those touchdowns are essentially 70 yard dashes yeah. right at the end of the game yeah. when, when the game's over so I, I, I just don't I don't feel as though Derek Henry's going to be the bell cow in this offence no. and as a result I'm not paying third third round capital when I can get Alex Collins or Kenyon Drake who I expect would, would take the majority of the carries in their offence yeah yeah, no, no. I say in standard scoring, I say it's a bit more even, and even because you know Derek Henry might get the t- more touchdowns than Dion Lewis, but Dion Lewis could quite easily catch six, seven, or eight passes per game, and that just nullifies any touchdown that Derek Henry may or may not score. So yeah, I, I'm just I don't understand why there's a big, big difference in in ADP there. But um, yeah, we'll 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 carry on. So it's your pick at the four point three. Yeah, so I'm 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 looking at this now, and I'm. I've, I've, there's one, there's one name that's on my head, uh, and it's someone that I'm, I'm quite, I've been quite big on since, since the start of the season, um, as soon as he was drafted where he was, and it's, it's Royce Freeman. No, <laughs> I, yeah. hate you, I hate you. Uh, this, this, this guy is an absolute, he's an athletic freak. Yeah, I mean, you, you're looking at outside of Sean Park, Sikorn Barkley, who's obviously going to be absolutely huge in the Giants' offense. This is the only other rookie that I think is going to have a huge impact. I mean, the only the only running back competition he has at the moment really is Devontae Booker. Yeah, and are we, I'm not I'm not expecting him to lead the Broncos. Well, 
he might lead the Broncos right at the start of the season, but he's not going to be the running back come week three. No. I wouldn't have said. Um, Case Keenum's in town now as, as his quarterback, and he's he's not bad. He's he's not the greatest in the world, but he's not he's not going to kill your team. Yeah. Um, also, the defense, I think, will be far, far more effective. And I think that gives him better kind of game flow and game scripts that he, he can be used in. Um, and also, just given the fact that he, he was used in passing work so much in college, I just, I, I can't see him being taken out of games very often. No, no. So, I feel as I'm getting a bit of a, I feel like I'm getting a bit of a steal here at the back end, at the start of the fourth. Yeah, I like it. With a three down back. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. He was, if you hadn't taken him, he would have been straight off on onto my team. And um, yeah, I start to say I've seen Royce Freeman go in third rounds of, of drafts uh, more, more recently. So it started to sort of see Devontae Booker was a bit more of a you know people were saying that Devontae Booker's the guy still, and I ne- I never bought any of that. So I was quite happy to just eat the value of uh, Royce Freeman. Uh, I was getting quite fat off the eating all that value. So yeah, that leaves me in a bit of a pickle because obviously I, you know I need to I need to run him back at some point. Um, Obviously, but half PPR kind of saves you a little bit. Standard scoring, I'd probably be in a bit of trouble. So there's a couple of names uh, I'm going to put to put out there. Lamar Miller is one, purely because Don Foreman is likely to miss the first five or six games if he's going to go on the pup. Um, and again, you know, he's a it's kind of like a, a Derek Henry, Dion Lewis. You know, Lamar, Lamar Miller is a bit of the is the pass catcher in 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 that backfield. And the other one, I feel it's like a bit of a reach at this stage, but Mark Ingram. So Mark Ingram is clear and above the best running back still left on this list, but obviously he was going to miss the first four games. And you know, if we do draft him, he's only going to be able to be played once in the first six weeks, which for a fantasy football season could be pretty much nearly half the season. So it's just more of a kind of a depth play. And then you know, I can maybe pick up some more you know, the next couple of rounds, might be running backs. Um, not really interested in a QB. I've got my wide receivers now for a couple of rounds. And again, I've got my tight end. So anyway, essentially, I've got to go for a running back. I'm not a big fan of Kenyon Drake this year. Not a big fan of Jay Jai. A bit worried about him injury-wise. Obviously, Dion Lewis is still there, but I think he might he might fall to us on the way back round because uh, you know, how many... I mean, we're quite even now on running backs off the board and, and wide receivers off the board as well. So hmm, do I just take the plunge and go Mark Ingram or do I hope that he comes back? It's just a question at this point, obviously, because we've got a long wait for us. Who's who's going to kind, yeah. of, kind of kind of come back to us because we've got a bit of a long wait. So hmm. so not that I want to influence your decision because obviously <laughs> we're competing against each other. But for me, with your roster build-up, I mean, you're looking at you, this is your first running back. Yeah. So... I would prefer to be taking someone like a Lamar Miller, who I know I'm going to get some yeah. some straight off impact for, because as you say, Mark Ingram's suspended, and if I'm starting the season with Mark Ingram as my yeah. first running back, then yeah. I'm hoping that he comes back and he just scoops up straight away. Yeah, um, I think the Saints actually have an early bye week as well this week, yeah. uh, this year. So yeah, week six. you actually lose him for essentially five games yeah. quite early. Yeah, and if you're 0-5, then you're done. Yeah, absolutely, and I think what the, the the kind of the the clincher for me is that Lamar Miller is 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 going to get the, the pass catching because he's the only guy there. Obviously, Alfred Bruce hanging around, but he's not a he's not a threat. Um, and say so if, if if I liked Kenyon Drake, Kenyon Drake would be a nice pickup here because he could have a big workload. But there's a couple of guys there behind him who are are waiting in the wings. So yeah, no, I probably will go uh, Lamar Miller, and then just hope that one of the guys just under you know just underneath come back to me uh, on the way back. So we'll, we'll take Lamar Miller. 
uh, and he can be our. He, he might he might be a good a good one to maybe trade away first after the first couple of weeks if Sean Watson's on fire. Obviously, you know mobile quarterbacks that run do help the running game because there's three there's essentially three things that the defense have to then cover. Obviously, you've got the run the running the running of the running back, wide receivers, and obviously you know covering the quarterback as well. So yeah, no, I, I like Lamar Miller. He's burnt me a couple of times over the last couple of years, um, but I'm happy to to ride that train again. So. Okay, so we take uh, Lamar Miller, so that gives us Lamar Miller's our first running back, Odell Beckham Jr., Keenan Allen, our wide receivers, loving that duo, um, by the way, and Travis Kelsey at tight end. So just a quick gloss over the fourth and the fifth round. So if I take the fourth, so Kenyon Drake went the uh, pick after me, which is not surprising. Jay Ajayi, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, Allen Robinson, Chris Hogan was the 4-9, Josh Gordon, Deshaun Watson um, was the second quarterback off the board. Brandon Cooks ends the fourth round. Do you want to take the fifth round? Yeah, so Mark Ingram went right at the start of the fifth. Yeah. Um, Jarvis Landry, Demarius Thomas, Golden Tate, Rex Burkhead, Mashon uh, Lynch, uh, Marvin Jones, and Sean Jeffrey yeah. round out the fifth. Yeah, so that's quite I, nice, actually. Uh, that's quite standard. I mean, Deshaun Watson, for me, I'm not drafting him in the fourth, but that's where he's going. That's the price you need to pay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's back round to me then. So... Again, you know, for only five running backs going off in what fourteen picks. That's pretty, pretty, pretty decent for someone that's going zero RB, uh, considering the position. So uh, Dion Lewis is still there, and behind him, Tevin Coleman, Carlos Hyde. I think that's a bit of a drop off. I, I, I think Dion Lewis is a not necessarily a tier above, but he's more assured of his role, in my opinion, than the guys underneath there. Um, no, no more quarterbacks. Well, Russell Wilson's still there. He's quite tempting. What are we now in the middle of the fifth round? That's actually quite good value, I think. Um, and the wide receivers, just for information, is Corey Davis, Michael Crabtree, Emmanuel Sanders, um, who I'm, I'm quite happy to leave. So uh, tight end, don't need. So yeah, for, for me, quite an easy one, actually. Dion Lewis uh, is going to be my running back too. Yep, yeah, that seems, seems like it makes sense to me, um, given your given your construction. Um, I, I think, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Uh, um, so obviously, I'm looking at the board now. I've got two running backs, two wide receivers. I... So I, I can kind of talk through my pick, my thought process a bit more because yep. I've obviously got the short turnaround. Yep. So Manuel Sanders is someone that I really like. I actually think that him and Demarius Thomas are going to be pretty much similar when you look at them in, at the end of the season. Yeah. I think that I'm hoping Emmanuel Sanders is going to fall to me in the next round. Um, and I think what I'm going to go for is... I don't normally go quarterback early, but I'm thinking that Russell Wilson is maybe too good to pass up now. Yeah, 5'10 is really good for Russell Wilson. He's going to be throwing all day yeah. long and run as well. Yeah, I think he might have talked me into it. So I'm going Russell Wilson. And <laughs> I and happily, happily report that Emmanuel Sanders fell back to me. Nice. So for me, that's that's just an auto pick right there. I mean, I was, I was considering him at the back of the fifth. Um, I think Emmanuel Sanders is going to be huge this year mm. if you as, as i said earlier case keenum is a massive massive improvement on the uh, trevor simeon and the other quarterbacks that they kind of threw out last year yeah um i'm, I'm not sure if you're versed in matt Harmon's reception perception yeah. love it but in yeah so in his in his charts emmanuel sanders kind of scores out a little bit better than demarius thomas yeah he does yeah um and as a result, I just think that I'm getting I'm getting a bit of a steal here at the start of the sixth with Emmanuel Sanders. So that's my that's my wide receivers filled up. Yep, nice. Okay, so what's your what's your team at the moment? 
So my team at the moment now is Russell Wilson at quarterback, uh, running backs are Melvin Gordon and Royce Freeman, wide receivers are Michael Thomas, Murray Cooper and Emmanuel Sanders. Nice. Yeah, like it. Like it a lot. Okay, cool. So, yeah, so we were obviously straight after you. So the same players are still on the board. Uh, obviously, Russell Wilson's now gone. So Tom Brady, Cam Newton, Drew Brees are the quarterbacks. Running backs available to us at this point. Tevin Coleman, Carlos Hyde, Chris Thompson. Uh, no, thank you, not for him. Uh, Kevin Johnson, Sonny Michelle. And then you start to get into the more um, people that are not necessarily guaranteed uh, a lot of work week to week. Wide receivers, got Corey Davis, uh, who is a bit of a standout there in that, in that list. Uh, Marquise Goodwin, Robbie Anderson, Cooper Cup. The you know, uh, Cooper Cup uh, PPR kind of specialist last year. Tight ends, I don't need to talk about those. So for me, I, th- I think, obviously, with how strong my wide receivers are, uh, obviously we need another one. But I'm, I, because we're, we're, we're lacking uh, in running backs, obviously we've got Lamar Miller, Dion Lewis. I think we're just going to treble up on the on the running backs. Um, so f- for me, Carlos Hyde, I've actually been quite impressed with him. Um, but he is someone that might not last the season. Uh, obviously, they've got Nick Chubb there and obviously Duke, Duke Johnston taking some receptions away. But Carlos Hyde's looked pretty good in the preseason. Uh, offensive line looks a bit better and obviously Tyrod Taylor is there as well. So for me, it's between uh, Tevin Coleman and maybe Kerryon Johnson's probably a bit too early for Kerryon considering that he might not start the season uh, as, as, as the bell cow. I certainly think at the towards the end of the season he will be. Um, so he could be provides you know, my end of season kind of push. But I think just because of... Hmm, should I go? I'm going to go bold. No, I'm going to go bold. I'm going to go Kerryon Johnson uh, at the 6-4. Um, probably a tiny bit early, uh, but I don't, I'm not a big fan of Tevin Coleman. I know it's his contract year, um, so you know Atlanta might use him a little bit more. Uh, and then obviously Tevin Coleman wants to get paid next season. But I'm going to take Kieran Johnson because I believe a lot in, in Kieran Johnson. Uh, he has the ability to be a three-down back. I know Theo Riddick is there and LeGarrette Blunt, but and uh, I think Amir Abdullah is out the door. So we're going we're to take Kieran Johnson as our third running back. Yeah, so I, I don't mind that at all. I mean. Th- just, just to touch on it. If you're, if you're at the end of a round or at the start of a round, you, you know, the, the bookends of, of yeah. a draft, yeah. then I really don't mind. If for me, you kind of have to throw ADP out the window because yes, yeah. those guys, they're just not going to fall to you. So, no. as you say, you like carry on, you go for him because yeah. he's he's never going to be there at, at at your next pick. Yeah. And ultimately, fancy football, as I said, unless you're in a money league, is about having fun with your friends. Yeah, so absolutely. just choose your guy, and then you can wear that badge and kind of own it yeah no and just a just a quick point for the for the listeners out there obviously yeah if you are towards the end of a draft and you have two quick picks obviously the second of those picks when they you then have to wait a while if the if the adp of someone like kieran johnson say i picked there at six four kieran johnson which i consider a bit high and uh, considering where he's been going for the most of the off season but you know he's if his average draft position is maybe the end of the sixth or start of the seventh you know you're going to be very lucky for him to get back round you but so if you like him just go get him you know it doesn't really matter if it's six four or it's a six ten it doesn't really matter he's on your team and you know I'd, I'd rather have someone that i like on my team rather than someone that maybe a name um you know i could have quite easily gone tevin Coleman there who's a bit more of a name than than Cameron johnson but obviously if you do your research you do your stats and all that kind of stuff if you if you like him i'd rather take someone that i like rather than someone that i don't really want on my team yeah and it just just to reiterate the point a little bit further as well you have to remember as well come week one adp goes out the window no yeah. one remembers where you drafted them no only, only, only the only the players you drafted, you knew where you took them, but no one, exactly. no, no, no one else cares. So, no, exactly. Okay, so after me then. So Greg Olson went uh, tight end. Tevin Coleman uh, went six six. Then we had a bit of a run on QBs. Cam Newton, Carson Wentz, and Tom Brady with Rashad Penny sandwiched in there. 
And then we had Marquise Goodwin, Corey Davis, uh, Evan Ingram, Will Fuller, uh, Carlos Hyde, Ronald Jones, Sonny Michelle, Robert Woods, Jordan Reed's quite early for 7.7, Pierre Garçon, and then it gets back to me, I believe. Yes. It's back to me. Lovely stuff. Okay, so... I think we're probably going to go wide receiver here. Uh, again, I'm going to wait on, on quarterback. So the wide receivers left to us. Uh, Robbie Anderson, Cooper Cup, Devin Funches, Randall Cobb, Nelson Aguilar, Judy, uh, Julian Elliman, Jordy Nelson. So just to give you running backs, Chris Thompson, Duke Johnson, Jamal Williams, Treat Kyan. So I, I, I think the wide receivers left on the board are of a, of a better standard than the running backs. Quarterbacks, Drew Bees, Kirk Cousins, Andrew Luck. Could potentially take Andrew Luck on the upside that he's fit and healthy. Um, but I'm going to take wide receiver here because we have a three wide receiver league uh, team to fill up. And I'm going to select Robbie Anderson. It's quite an easy actually selection for me. Robbie Anderson, now I know he's got a bit of trouble with with the, the law and his misdemeanours and all that kind of stuff going on. But if he only misses one or two games, uh, which is looking likely, Robbie Anderson, how he was on fire last season uh, in New York. He's their number one wide receiver out there. And to get this guy in the back of the seventh round is an absolute steal. Yeah, I mean, the only reason why you're getting him there is because of his, um, yeah. you know, his kind of history off the field. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I think he gets drafted higher. Yeah. Um, essentially, I mean, especially ahead of Will Fuller, who got selected at seven two. Yeah. I mean, I'd much prefer to have Robbie Anderson on my team. Yeah. Than All about upside. Will Fuller. Yeah. Yeah. Just to just give everyone an indication of what Robbie Anderson's numbers last year. Uh, 63 receptions, 941 yards and seven touchdowns. Um, you know, he was a wide receiver too. And I, did he, I think he missed a couple of games last season as well, uh, Robbie Anderson. Did he he did. Yeah. Uh, no, that was the season before. So I've, oh, season I've got before. him as he played 16. Oh, okay, yeah. But yeah, no, but I think, I think he exited maybe, maybe a game early. Yeah. Now, I, I, I like say Rob, to get Robbie Anderson in, in, in seven. I, I think quite a lot of people have just assumed that he's going to be in trouble and he's going to miss quite a lot of time. But all of his charges have kind of been dropped now. So it's just a case of the NFL handing out a suspension to him. And I think um, for, from what I read between the lines, it's only going to be a one or two game suspension. So I'm quite happy to take Robbie Anderson as, a, as a, an upside guy because he, can, he, he yeah. has a high ceiling. Yeah, no, I, I think that's absolutely fine. Um, okay, so now back to me and I've I've kind of filled out quite a lot of my starting roster already so the only positions I've got left are my tight end of flex uh, and I am looking at a few different options on the board so as you said I think the wide receivers are probably slightly stronger than the running backs right now Um, in terms of wide receivers guys I like uh, yeah Cooper Cup Randall Cobb I don't really like Devin Funches this year I think he's he's I think he's going to burn quite a lot of people who yeah. just was effective last year, but that was without Greg Olsen for a majority of the season. Yeah. Uh, now you've got DJ Moore, you've got Greg Olsen obviously coming back. I, I just think that he's he's going to burn a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually going to go... So this, I, this, is, this is probably a huge, huge reach... Um, I'm kind of considering taking uh, Sterling Shepard. Okay, no, I don't mind. I don't mind Sterling Shepard. Um, the reason being, uh, so I, I, I think at the moment that's that's probably a reach. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. as as I said, I think uh, actually no, I'm I'm on a short term here, so I'm yeah. I'm not going to take Sterling Shepard. I think you're going um, to. Take, I think he'll fall. Yeah. So I'm not going to take Sterling Shepard here. I'm going to take. Uh, as a half PBR, I'm thinking I'm going to take Tariq Cohen. Okay, yeah. Um, just because I'm hoping Sterling Shepard falls to me. So I'm kind of wanting to balance out my team. 
and take a running back. Yep. Um, and for me, given it's half PPR, he's he's got valuable. So we saw him running last year when you know when Jordan Howard was out out of the team for a little bit. Yeah. You know, just not rests and stuff. Um, so I, I think he's got value by himself as a flex play. Um, and I'm really hoping that Sterling Shepard falls to me, which he does. He does. So, Very nice. <laughs> so as as of my Manuel Sanders pick, everything seems to be coming up gold for me. So Sterling Shepard, I think some people would think that's a reach at the start of the uh, start of the eighth round, um, and actually at the, at the end of the seventh. But for me, the re- the reason why I'm making this this selection now is uh, Pat Shermer, who was the Minnesota offensive coordinator yep so Sterling Shepard takes majority of, of, of his snaps out of the slot yeah and the slot receiver in Minnesota was Adam Thielen who yep. sh- has absolutely shot up um boards just from being used he really likes to use a slot re- slot receiver obviously I think Odell Beckham will be in in that role in some cases but I think that what we see what we saw out of Adam Thielen is entirely possible for uh, Sterling Shepard if he remains healthy. Mm. Yeah, no, so, I really like Sterling Shepard this year. Yeah, so for me, I actually think he's going to be one of these guys who, when when you look at players that are going to be on championship rosters at the end of the season, I think that he's going to be a guy who's going to be owned in a lot of those championship rosters just yeah. because of the sheer value that you get for him. Yeah, I fully agree. Fully agree. Just to give everyone a bit of insight on who went in between our, uh, both of your picks, Jamal Williams, Devin Funches, Drew Brees and Julian Edelman. Yeah, so Julian Edelman is also, you know, he he's got he's got to be a guy that you consider there. I mean, yes, he has a suspension at the start of the season, but then when he returns, he is wide receiver one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it, it just depends on it. Kind of depends on your roster construction. Yeah. Um. So the the team that took him had Sammy Rock, had Sammy Watkins, and Jameson Crowder already at wide receiver. So they were kind of set with what they what they had. Yeah. I would say so. Yeah. yeah so as to say, I'm selecting. Uh, Sterling Shepard here, and it's over to you. Yeah, over to me. So obviously, our, our, we've got everyone in our starting lineup apart from a quarterback. Quarterbacks on the board: Kirk Cousins, uh, Andrew Luck, Matthew Stafford. Eighth round's probably still a bit too early for me. Although Kirk Cousins in that round is not too bad. I'm not. Mm, I'm a bit up and down on Kirk Cousins this season as to you know the, the Davin Cooks there, but they have they have the pieces on offense for for Kirk Cousins to to throw the ball too, uh, just necessarily that with their defence, they might not always need to throw. So I'm a bit worried about Kirk Cousins' ceiling. Uh, Andrew Luck obviously has a, a huge ceiling with the uh, terribleness that is the Indianapolis Colts' defence. Uh, wide receiver Cooper Cup makes appeal. Um, again, just because we because we, we are starting more wide receivers, it might be good to, to have a bit of depth there. Cooper Cup was uh, a decent a decent guy to have on your fantasy rosters in PPR last season. Um, I will get the stats up shortly. I don't know if you've got the stats in front of you there, Rich. Uh, for Cooper Cup, he had uh, six two receptions for eight hundred and six nine yards yeah. and five touchdowns. Yeah. So yeah, so for a fourth for a fourth wide receiver coming off the board off off for my team, I think that's actually pretty decent. And again, I'm not overly inspired by the guys that are on uh, running back. So yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and take Cooper Cup. Yep. Okay, so he's my first bench first bench guy, Cooper Cup. So it comes back to us. Oh, I do not like that 9.8. Okay, so had a bit of a run on the QBs. Four uh, four quarterbacks went before in between my picks. Obviously, we were on the long on the long wait. Kirk Cousins, Andrew Luck were obviously the two next off. Uh, Jordy Nelson, Nelson Aguilar, Jimmy G, 
uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, that is, not the tight ends. Uh, Graham, Chris Carson, Isaiah Corral, uh, Matthew Stafford, Kenny Stills, Pet Peyton Barber, Randall Cobb, Devante Parker, Alan Hearns, Kevin Benjamin, and these two, the last two picks just before me break my heart. Mike Williams and DJ Moore. I would have loved to have taken DJ Moore on uh, nine, oh. at 9.9. Okay, so I actually love Mike Williams this year as yeah. well. Yeah. So... Uh, <laughs> kind of breaks my heart as well. I was really hoping that he'd kind of fall to me. I know that kind of gives me a lot of wide receivers, but for me, Mike Mike Williams, you look at the draft capital that they, the Chargers put in to him last year. Mm. Um, he was injured, so he missed the whole season, uh, essentially. Um, but that talent's still there. And I mean, I think he's a big body guy. And now Antonio Gates isn't in, uh, isn't in LA. And obviously with the injury to Hunter Henry, he for me was going to be that big body target, yeah. And I thought he was in for a pretty decent year, yeah. So yeah, it breaks my heart. Yeah, I mean, in a vacuum, I'd probably take DJ Moore over Mike Williams just because of the receptions in PPR. For standard, I'd probably take Mike Williams. I think DJ Moore might be your ten receptions for sixty yards kind of guy in in some games. So, but I liked both in in PPR. So I'm actually I'm gutted that I don't get either of those. So yeah, I mean, we still need a quarterback. Philip Rivers is is still sitting there. Um, I don't like Big Ben. Uh, this year, Philip Rivers, Matt Ryan, Patrick Mahomes. I like Rivers and Ryan out of those two. Uh, running backs, Chris Thompson's still on the board. Uh, obviously, he's got some injury niggles saying that he's obviously not going to be 100% for a little while. Uh, I saw a report that saying he's not going to be really 100% till November, which worries me that people are still taking him even this early uh, in drafts. With that wide receiver run there towards the back end of, you know, there was what, six, seven, seven out of the last eight picks were wide receivers. So that kind of just depletes the whole wide receiver kind of. Uh, depth there so I'm going to stay away from there normally this is where I take Trey Burton uh, in drafts love Trey Burton this year even though Carl, actually Carl Rudolph I probably would have taken because he's still there as well but um, whoever gets those two are going to get massive value so I'm going to take my core back just so I think there's a couple of white running backs further down the line that I like that will probably fall back to me because we're on the short turn so I'm going to take Philip Rivers uh, to mix to, to stack with Keenan Allen Yep, uh, I don't, I don't hate that at all. I mean, I think Philip, as you say, Philip Rivers is in for a big year. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I can't hate that pick at all. I mean, you, you need a quarterback, and I think it, if you don't like Big Ben, then you don't like Big Ben. Um, I, I think two of those are going to be on a team where they're going to, you know, they're going to be effective. I think Philip Rivers, obviously, now he has the defense. He's not going to be as many shootouts, yeah. so the interception number is going to come down. I think, I think, yeah, you've got some really good value there. Yeah, I mean, Philip Rivers has been usually a double-digit round callback that I've taken. Um, and obviously, you mentioned about obviously about not having the stacks. Uh, so the Arizona stack of obviously Larry Fitzgerald and David Johnson. Obviously, it doesn't really apply for quarterbacks and wide receivers. They're the guys you do want to stack. Um, so Keenan Allen in PPR with Philip Rivers, I'll take that all day long. Yeah. Um, okay, so now, now it's my pick. Yep. And as you said, uh, Trey Burton is an absolute steal at tight end. Um I, I again, I'm, I'm on a bit of a short, short turn. And if I look at the draft board, the teams that pick between me, they already have tight ends. They've got uh, Zach Ertz and Jimmy Graham, respectively. Nice. So I'm hoping that they don't double down on tight ends. If they do, then I've obviously got those options of Delaney Walker and Kyle Rudolph. Yeah. So this is when it comes to looking at your draft board and kind of understanding what what's around you yeah. to see what you can and can't can't get. That's that's a very good point. Um, so we go, yeah, I just want to just want to expand on that one, that point a little bit. Obviously, you know, the one disadvantage of being on the turn is that you know if you've got a couple of picks in between you or you are exactly on the turn, you're going to have to reach for some players. But also, 
you know, if there are a couple of picks in between, you say if you're second to last at one end, you can actually use it to your advantage a little bit and see and try and preempt the uh, the next the couple of teams' picks in between yours and then see, you know, what if you can get value on a certain position such as tight end or quarterback. You know, if you need a quarterback and the two teams picking in between you have a quarterback, then you, you're pretty safe that, you know, quarterback's not going not gonna to be taken and, and, you know, you don't need to take him with the first of your two picks. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's... it's... It, it, it's kind of that tear break as well. I mean, there's there's going to be two teams draft after me, so there's going to be four picks in total. Yeah. Um, I, if th- if they each take a tight end, then I'm left with either Delaney Walker, Carl Rudolph, or Trey Burton, yeah. all of which I like. Yeah. Um, so I am now looking down at I'm looking at my team, and I feel as I kind of need to get take a running back, but looking down the looking down the team. The, the names here I'm just I'm, I'm not 100% sure no but no, it's not a then list. but then there's one name here that just kind of sticks out to me um, which is it. don't say it Bilal Powell oh, okay you can take him <laughs> okay well I'll, I'll happily take him in, in, in the ninth so my reason being that you know we, we, we saw what he could do when he was splitting time with uh, Matt Forte and he still put up decent numbers Everyone's anointing Isaiah Crowell as the as a starting running back, and he 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 could well be. Um, personally, I think Bilal Powell offers a lot of upside for me. He can be a flex play on matchups, and I think if he has a good couple couple weeks at the start, then um, then that's that's perfect trade bait because you've got a, a running back who's on fire. Yeah. So for me, I'm going to take Bilal Powell here, and I'm. Definitely going to be taking a tight end in my next pick. Just mm. depends who falls to me. Yeah, no, Bilal Power is a guy I had in teams last season. Obviously, Matt Forte was there, so he kind of got overcrowded a little bit. But when he when Matt Forte was down with injury and Bilal Power had the chance to shine, he had a couple of good games. So yeah, I don't mind that. He, again, his half PPR as well. So yeah, exactly. So um, I I think that it, in in New York there he he's going to be the pass catcher. I, I don't think Isaiah Crowell is going to be using the pass catching role no. uh, that much. And I actually think it's going to be more of a timeshare than people maybe think. And I, therefore, I think if, if I'm getting if I'm getting uh, running back who's in a timeshare in a, in the ninth, who is the clear cut starter if uh, Isaiah Crowell goes down, then for me that's that's just like quite upside. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I'm. Let's, let's move on to, to, to my next pick. So in between Calvin Ridley went, Kenny Galladay, Chris Thompson and Marlon Mack. Um, I, don't, I don't hate any of those picks. I think um, Marlon Mack is, is, is a guy who's interesting because obviously you know you're taking him at the start of the season and he's going to be a bit injured. Mm. Um, but, I mean, at, at this point, there's, there's no player who you look at and just think they just have all positives and no, no yeah. downside. Yeah, I thought so, I thought Kenny Golladay went quite early there, 9-12. Nine, nine yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah. It, I, I don't hate it because if you hear what they're saying outside of camp, it's actually Golden Tate who's going to be sitting during the two wide receiver sets. Now, right. I know that majority of teams run three wide receiver sets, yeah. but Kenny, Kenny Golladay is kind of like that big body receiver, uh, similar to Marvin Jones, and he... He, I, I think he's he's not awful, and I think if you 
I'm just going to have a quick look at their their roster. So they had Julio Jones, Michael Crabtree, Devin Funches, and Kenny Galladay as their fourth wide receiver. Okay. So I don't I don't hate that. No. You know, if he's going to be sitting on the on the bench, like I, I don't hate that no. at all as a selection because he's got huge upside, and I think he's he's a guy who you can you can choose matchups with as well as yeah. a flex play. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So it's back to you at 10:03. So what? No tight no tight ends came off the board, obviously. So which one are you taking? I'm I'm taking Trey Burton. Yeah. That's that's the guy for me. Um, I think that I know everyone. Yeah, you know, he's getting a lot of buzz you know, this season. And Matt Nagy coming over from Kansas City. You know that, that's that's a that's an offense that loves the tight end. I mean, if you look at how they use Travis Kelsey, and the stories outside of Camper that they're going to be using Trey Burton in the exact same way. Yeah, he came from that same coaching tree from Andy Reid. Um, you know, coming from Philadelphia and given the money that they offered him to, to join their team. And he was the first signing that they, they made as a team. Yeah. I think that he's going to be used and um, he's my preferred option over Delaney Walker and Carl Rudolph, just because I think Carl Rudolph, there's a lot of mouths to feed in Minnesota. So I don't think that he necessarily gets all of the receptions that I would hope. Um, and Delaney Walker is, he, 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 he's a big part of that offense in Tennessee, absolutely. But I just don't think he's got the same ceiling as Trey Burton. No. I think that they might have similar flaws, but Trey Burton has the higher ceiling. So yeah. that's going to be selection. Cool. Yeah, I love Trey Burton. I don't need to go into uh, anything more about Trey Burton on this podcast. Um, yeah, I, I, one of my hot takes was he's going to be uh, one of the top three tight ends this season uh, in any format. So um, yeah, that, that, that says where I am with, with Trey Burton. So. Okay, so it's on me 10.4 then. So obviously we're just filling the benches at this point. So if we um, don't need to obviously go too much as in because most of these are lottery tickets. Most of these are just upside and hope you know pathways to, to wide receiver or running back ones is a bit a bit more cloudier. I don't really like the wide receivers that are currently on the board. Rashad Matthews, um, obviously he's been dealing with injuries in the off-season. Keelan Cole, Tyler Lockett, Josh Doxon, Cameron Meredith are the kind of top five there. Anthony Miller, Michael Gallup, if you go a bit further down. So again, you know, they're not your wide receiver ones or twos. Maybe Tyler Lockett's a two, but um, Cameron Meredith maybe. But there's one guy running back that I really, really like that stands out to me, James White. Um, James White is also as a hot take. I thought he was going to be, he could be, he certainly has a scenario where he could be the top scoring New England running running back uh, in fantasy. So you know to get him in double digit rounds, I don't know, especially in PPR, he is the pass catcher. He's had sixty and fifty eight catches in the last two seasons. Uh, I'm quite happy to have him as my th- uh, fourth running back. Yeah, I mean he he's it's not a bad selection at all. I mean for me, I, I you know he, he's used in the playoffs, and that, that to me just shows that Bill Belichick. Trust him, yeah. and Tom Brady can rely on him. Yeah. Um, I think that the the only thing I would say is that you know Sony Michelle, if his injury doesn't hold him out as long as uh, as long as they first thought no. that no. you know he I think he comes he comes back and he might take some of that pass catching yeah. role. Oh, but yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they use James White in in wide receiver yeah. uh, in in a slot at all though because yeah, as you say his pass catching ability is pretty pretty decent so. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate it, and I think, as you said at this point, they're all kind of lottery tickets. Yeah, I mean, like, so, yeah, obviously injuries to Rex Burkhead and Sonny Michelle in the off-season. Obviously, James White's no uh, spring chicken himself. Just think we're maybe with one injury there to one of the guys, hopefully not James White, I think you can get, you know, you essentially then get a running back two for James White, so for, to, to be the fourth running back. And again, he's only going to be a plug-in play uh, on bye weeks, maybe. 
Um, so yeah, I'm quite, I'm quite happy to say James White is number four. Okay, moving on to... Yeah, sounds good. Uh, is it you? No, it's not. It's, uh, it's the long wait now, isn't it? So Aaron Jones, Carl Rudolph uh, went in 10-7, which is very, very, very good value uh, for someone that could get a lot of catches off of Kirk Cousins. CJ Anderson, Matt Brader, Des Bryant, uh, who I don't think will play again, will play this season, judging by he's not signed with uh, Patriots or the Browns yet. Cameron Meredith, Adrian Peterson, Geronimo Allison's quite high there at 11.1, and then a bit of a run on tight ends. Delaney Walker, Jack Doyle, Josh Doxon, wide receiver, uh, David Njoku, and then the last couple before you, Jordan Wilkins, Michael Gallup, and Paul Richardson. Uh, so it's back round to me, isn't it? Yeah, it's back round to me. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so I was, I was kind of hoping my, uh, Paul Richardson um, or Michael Gallup would actually get back round to me because I actually quite like a, a few of those. So I'm going to take a wide receiver here because I haven't taken a wide receiver for a little while. I haven't taken a wide receiver since Robbie Anderson way back um, in, I don't know, was it round six or seven or something? I think it might have been round seven. Um, so yeah, Rashad Matthews is still there. Keelan Cole, Tyler Lockett, Anthony Miller, Chris Godwin, John Brown, uh, Diddy Westbrook. Obviously, Marquise Lee's gone down for the season, so immediately interested in Diddy Westbrook or Keelan Cole. I think Diddy, Diddy Westbrook maybe have is a bit safer than Keelan Cole. Uh, the only other one that I'm potentially interested in is Tyler Lockett. Now, Doug Baldwin um, has obviously said that his knee injury is going to be with him all season, might be 80%. Tyler Lockett's the only other guy pretty much on that on that roster, maybe Amar Adarbo and a couple of other guys on there. But to maybe, you know, a Seattle wide receiver too, uh, at this point, again, it's, it's just a guy that you're going to plug and play. Um, potentially, if Doug Baldwin goes down, Tyler Lockett becomes a very, very valuable asset to have on your team. Um, so whilst maybe a couple of months ago, Tyler Lockett in the 11th round seems a hell of a reach, Not now I'm not so sure. Yeah, um, I, I don't hate it. I mean, especially in PPR formats. I mean, he's going to be running out of slot quite a lot. Yeah. So those reception numbers are obviously going to be increasing, increasing, increasing. So I don't, I don't hate that pick at all. I mean... It is, it is what it is at, yeah. in the eleventh round. Yeah. So okay, so you're going. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm pleased you didn't even mention my guy. It wasn't clearly even in your thought process. So my my guy here is actually going to be Ty Montgomery at the okay. at the end of the end of the eleventh. Yeah, just okay. because. So at, at this point, I, I can't really hope that people are going to fall to me just because I don't know who who's going to select what. Yeah. All the positions have kind of been filled, and we just everyone's just filling up the benches. Yeah, Ty Montgomery to me. Um, I'm going. I'm going to know exactly what I've got at the start of the season. He's either going to be starting and have a role, yeah. or he's not going to be used at all. And then I'm going to be able to use use that spot to pick up a waiver wire pickup in week one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I won't have a hard decision. So for me, it's going to be Ty Montgomery, and I actually think that going into the season, I think he might actually be the running back that is is going to be starting in Green Bay. Yeah. Um, which. Which might be a bit of a hot take. I'm not sure, but no, no, I can see it. If I mean, if let's let's rewind to last year, he was being taken at the start of the third, yeah. and we were in the exact same the, the exact same people in the exact same room. The Aaron Rodgers trusts him. Ty Montgomery it knows the playbook inside out, and I think that 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 lottery ticket just gives me tremendous value in the eleventh. Yeah, absolutely. Took the words right out of my mouth. Obviously, Ty Montgomery was the guy that everyone wanted in the end of last season. Now to get him pretty much as a throwaway. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Okay, so short short turn rounds. Uh, John Brown, Farrow Cooper. Interestingly, uh, not sure why he's gone. Uh, Nick Chubb and Tavis Murray. And then it's back round to you. Yeah, so I'm actually really disappointed that John Brown left. Um, he definitely would have been the guy that I would have, I, I would have drafted him in a heartbeat. I think the, the story's coming out of camp that uh, he's doing really well in Baltimore. I yeah. mean, he was he was tremendous in Arizona when he played, 
and that was the issue. It was, he was tremendous when he played. Yeah. Um, if he's fit, then then he's he's a great great addition. Um, I think that I think that that would have been absolutely steal. And again, it's 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 knowing what you have at the start of the season. If you have a guy who you can just drop, or if you've got someone that you know, you're going to be able to sit on. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, like uh, yeah. So I'm so I'm I'm currently looking at my roster and I've got I've got a good mix of running backs and wide receivers I think that I'm probably going to lean wide receiver and I am going to go for Rashad Matthews I know I know there's been a lot of talk about his injuries in camp and you know he's been missing game time but he for for me he's he's the kind of important guy that doesn't really need camp he's already got the the rapport with Marcus Mariota now you could argue it's a new offensive coordinator, um, so it's, it's a new offense that he needs to learn. But ultimately, the, the offensive coordinator isn't on the field. Marcus Mariota is, and he, if he trusted Rashad Matthews, and we know what Rashad Matthews can can offer, yeah. then he he's going to be that guy that he looks to. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's always criminally unrated, uh, Rashad Matthews. Not not a guy that I've ever really had on my team because when you have him on your team, you never really fully trust him. But he, you know, he delivers every year. Kind of like Delaney Walker a little bit. He's uh, always been a, a solid producer. Um, so yeah, no, I don't mind that at all as well. The, the round you're getting him as well. What back of the eleventh? You know I mean, he he could be the best wide receiver on on that on that team. Obviously, Corey Davis has yet to show. Well, what he can do, obviously, he'll get the chance this season. So I'm obviously next up. Uh, I'm also going to go wide receiver. Two names that, I, obviously, it's my two picks. So I can uh, kind of, I don't think he, he, the, the one that I don't pick is not going to come back to me. But the two I'm looking at is Anthony Miller and John Ross. John Ross uh, is a special, special talent. Um, yeah, um, who's the guy that left, left? Brandon LaFell has been obviously released by by the Bengals, so John Ross could be the two. Uh, scored a nice touchdown against uh, Buffalo Bills uh, week three of preseason, and Anthony Miller from Chicago. Obviously, there's quite a lot of mouths to feed there, but he he's a special talent, obviously rookie this year. Um, so I'm I'm just going to go upside. Uh, I'm going to go John Ross because he he could have some absolutely huge games. Uh, I'm not really I've, I'm quite happy with my running backs. I know I've only got four, um, but uh, I, I'm not really interested in taking any more. I don't think for the rest of the draft maybe if something a bit later on maybe last pick uh, as a flyer or something but i'm going to take i'm going to take john ross for the for the upside i know it's a bit of a reach there in round 12 uh, if you look if you look at your adp is what 213 on fantasy pros but um i think he certainly has wide receiver two wide receiver three upside if not more yep yeah i, I like the pick I, you kind of talked about it there i mean at this point you're just looking at someone who's going to give you tremendous value and at, at this point we we don't really know what what's really going to happen here? All these guys have question marks. Yeah, so it comes back round to me. So I'll quickly just gloss over. So quite a lot of running backs and quite a lot of tight ends. When a couple of names to mention: Devonte Booker, Legarrette Blunt, Corey Clement, uh, Rob Kelly, Tyra Williams was the only wide receiver to go. And then you had a massive run of tight ends: George Kittle, uh, ASJ, Austin Severn Jenkins, Tyler Eifert, Ricky Seals Jones, OJ Howard, Charles Clay. So it's back round to me. Obviously, we've got just two two bench positions. So we'll probably just wrap this up quite quickly. So what I'm going to do, I know I said I'm not going to, probably not going to take... Anthony Miller did actually drop to me, uh, which was quite interesting. But do I do I think he might not get back to me? Naheem Hines, obviously, is 
within an Andrew Luck offense could provide a lot more value. But there's there's quite a lot of names there, and his his kind of reports coming out of training camp and have not always been great. Um, so I'm just going to stick with my with my gut from last time and go Anthony Miller because uh, I think again he could be quite special. And Alan Robinson is no lock to to be by the clear cut wide receiver one there. So I'm just going to go ahead and take Anthony Miller. Yep. I, I, I like that. I mean, he, he I can tell you now he wasn't going to fall to you because um, <laughs> he definitely would have been one of my two. Yeah. Um, but as a result, I I kind of know who I'm going to select now and it's uh, Chris Godman. So similar kind of idea to um, why I selected Rashad Matthews. I'm not, I know I'm going to get um, week one. He's you know, wide receivers in, in Tampa. I think he's... Stories out of camp are that he's looking like he's going to be in the two wide receiver sets as opposed to Sean Jackson. Whether that will remain to be true based on what they've paid to Sean Jackson yeah. and even if it will come fruitful with Winston's um, suspension, I'm not sure. But I'm, I'm going to select him here and we'll just just kind of yeah. take a bit of a lottery ticket. Yeah, we'll, we'll just get yeah we'll get through here now, say because these will either throw away tickets a week one or you know are not going to be worth. Or, or could be stars. So in between you, Cameron Brake, Jared Cook, tight ends, Keelan Cole, and Deshaun Jackson. So it's back round to you. Fourteen, uh, third pick of the fourteenth round, last pick. Yeah. So I am going to be take. I'm, I'm going to be taking a running back. Yeah. And the the two guys that are in, in my head are. Wait, I, I I can't imagine you you really think about them too much. So uh, it's going to be Kenneth Dixon or T.J. Yeldon. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I I like both these guys for different reasons. So, um. TJ Yeldon, I, I think he's he's definitely the handcuff to own in, uh, in in Jacksonville. That I actually think he's got some flex play um, potentially. Yeah. And Kenneth Dixon seems to just I, I feel like he's going to outlive us all. Um, yeah. yeah. He's been injured. He's uh, been suspended, but he's still on the roster. Yeah, so they they must really like him. Uh, I am going to take. Um, I think I'm going to take Kenneth Dixon yeah. because if Alex Collins goes down, then I think he's he's going to be the the clear cut running back. Yeah, I like it. I like either of those, and say yeah, they're they're, they're good guys to have. It's the last pick. Do you know what I mean? It's not if you get rid of them after week one, then then so be it. It's not gonna it's not gonna kill you. And there, they'll see the people that might make way first if you pick anyone off the way the wave wire. So yeah, we're back round to me for the last pick. Then so obviously I talked about Naeem Hines uh, in the last round. Actually surprised he came back round to me a little bit. Because everyone else on there is pretty much garbage. Um, Austin Eckler is, is a guy that could could have provide sneaky value in maybe deeper leagues. Wide receivers, there's a couple interesting ones still left. Diddy Westbrook's a guy that I really like. Um, Mohamed Sanu, Ted Ginn, Dante Moncrief, Mike Wallace is also with uh, Alshon Jeffrey going to miss the first couple of weeks could provide a bit of value uh, for trade. And Taywan Taylor is also, which is a bit further down uh, that list there, is a guy that could also come come right out of the gate and and show something in the Tennessee offense. But just to just to even my, my bench up a little bit and to be a little bit balanced, I'm just going to take Naheem Hines. Um, I think he, again, he's a, he's a lottery ticket. If it doesn't work out, I can cut him after a couple of weeks. Uh, if he works out, again, I, I've got maybe a bit of trade value there, a trade bait there to, to, to swap. So Naheem Hines will we'll finish my squad. So I won't, we won't bother giving you the details of who ended the draft because that's frankly irrelevant. But to, just to run through my team, quarterback, we've got Philip Rivers. The running back position, obviously, we went zero running back pretty much. Well, not zero, but we, we loaded up on wide receivers and, and tight end early. So my running backs are Lamar Miller, Dion Lewis, Kirion Johnson, James White, and Naheem Hines. At wide receiver, we've got the 
the deadly combination of Odell Beckham Jr., Keenan Allen. And then on the bench, we have Cooper Cup, Tyler Lockett, John Ross, Anthony Miller. And the tight ends, we have Travis Kelsey. Very, um, We can maybe re- reveal our grades after you've gone through your team. Do you, do you want to let the, uh, the listeners know your team? Yeah, so my quarterback is Russell Wilson. Running backs are Melvin Gordon and Royce Freeman. My starting wide receivers are Michael Thomas, Amari Cooper, Emmanuel Sanders. My tight end is Trey Burton, and my flex is Tariq Cohen. Nice. On my bench, I've got a wide receiver Sterling Shepard, Rashad Matthews, and Chris Godwin. And running backs, I've got Bilal Powell, Ty Montgomery, and Kenneth Dixon. Mm, nice. Like both of those. What, what, uh, what draft did you, uh, grade did you get? So I'm feeling quite confident now. I think I might win. So I, I got an A minus. I got 92 out of 100. Yeah, no, I didn't. I, I got quite a bad grade actually. I got a B, 84, which is quite surprising actually. But um, yeah. So if you do, just to let everyone know, uh, you get grades if you go to the Fantasy Pros website, uh, or I think the the Fantasy Footballers do it as well through through Fantasy Pros. If you when you do a draft, you get graded, and that's obviously just based. I think that's based. Is that right? It's based off rankings and where you got them. Yeah. So it's based on uh, ECR, which is Expert Consensus Ranking. Yeah, um, so. The so the reason why I use this is because the the other teams they're they're an expert it selects a random expert yeah and you're you're drafting against them um, I think I I think they've, they've kind of graded your team a bit harshly to be honest maybe, maybe it's just because of the lack of running back yeah running back depth yeah, I think but so. I mean I quite like your team uh, as you say you kind of went as a half kind of zero back approach yeah. in which case you know you're not going to be leaving the draft with the strongest team then but you no. might have the strongest team by the season yeah no what we'll, do, what we'll do is we'll post them up on social media we'll get a little vote going and see who 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 likes which team the better um obviously it's just a mock draft so it's a bit of fun but you know it's it's, it's imperative that people do this before their real drafts just so they know situations they're in and people that you know what rounds people are going in mainly so but yes it's very much a good exercise even if it's just to kill time in the off season yeah i mean one one thing i i think is key especially uh if you're not if you're not used to the fantasy obviously you you think quarterback is the most important position and you you see a lot of people go quarterback early I, if you look at the names that weren't even drafted, I mean, you've got Ben Roethlisberger, there's Winston, you know, you, you're looking at all, all these great kind of quarterbacks who they can just kind of slot in at, at any point. And I I just think if, unless you get those elite guys at quarterback, then, you know, you're absolutely fine to wait and don't don't worry about being mocked by, by you know, the other guys in your league. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, like, I like, I like, I really like my team actually. It's considering I'm a, I'm a running back first guy, um, to get the team I got, yeah, very happy, very, very lucky with my not lucky, but very happy with my wide receivers. And that in PPR that can cover quite a lot of cracks for the running back position as well. So yeah, no, happy with that. Okay, yeah. So we'll, we'll post that up, Richard, and uh, say thank you so much for the for the exercise there and, and going head to head. That's the first time I've ever done a head to head one, and uh, really much enjoyed it. And just to reiterate, if you want to get in touch with with Richard on Twitter, it's at XL Geek. Uh, Richard, we we um, thank you very so much for for coming on, uh, and we wish you all the best uh, with your writing uh, for those for the for NFL Gal, uh, Fantasy Pond, and uh, Roto Baller. And no doubt we'll we'll have you on again some at some point in the future. Yeah, sounds sounds good to me. It's been a pleasure. Awesome. Okay, well, we'll speak to you soon, and you take care, and best best of luck for your fantasy season. Thanks, you too. Cool. 
Well done, you made it to the other side. Uh, really appreciate you getting through one hour, nearly one hour twenty of the podcast there. But yeah, I say that was really good fun. To it's the first time I've gone head to head against someone in a, in a mock draft. I've always used the Fantasy Pros website to do mock drafts in the off season. I very much recommend it uh, if you haven't done it too. Sometimes on the NFL app. Yeah, with other with other guys when they leave or it auto picks them. Sometimes you know it takes defenses and kickers in eighth and ninth rounds, and that's just not doesn't correlate to what in, to real life. So I would I would recommend Fancy Pros Draft Simulator or Draft Wizard or whatever it's called. Um, they it's against the ex, expert consensus rankings. So you're you're drafting like Richard said against a, a rankings against an expert. So you know players generally go where they're supposed to according to ADP. But um, yeah. I, I would recommend doing fancy pros. It certainly helped me. You can you can customize all the settings, you know, PPR, dynasty, standard scoring, and you know all the different roster combination um, compilations as well. So um, I'm not going to talk too much now. Uh, I'm just going to let let the uh, wrap it up. But just say just before the season starts, if you want to get involved in some free competitions, we're doing the last man standing. Um, where you pick one team each week and then each, each time you pick a team you can't pick those for the rest of the season so it gets a bit tactical towards the later weeks of the season and we're also doing it against the spread pick'em so basically uh, you have a handicap lines for each week and then you just pick who you think will win with those handicap lines um, each week and then the winners for those two competitions will get some full 10 yards t-shirts um, which I'm sure you are all seeking that's going to do it for today's show. It's going to do it for this week. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the episodes. Obviously, go back and um, listen to the episodes we'd ha- we've had this week. We've had uh, hot takes with Rob Grimwood of uh, Across the Fantasy Pond, obviously, who Richard is a part of as well. And also, we had uh, My Guys and Wise Guys with Lee Wakefield. We'll be posting the week one preview uh, in the middle of next week. I'm recording it today and tomorrow, yeah, so I have to go a bit early because I am on holiday. Very much looking forward to touring the Highlands of Scotland. For a couple of days, Monday to Friday, I'll no doubt be posting at some point throughout the week. Um, but enjoy the obviously kickoff, enjoy week one, and say if you're around the Scotland or Edinburgh area, NFL Scotland podcast is hosting an event at the Golf Tavern. Uh, head over to their their Twitter, I think it's at NFL Scotland or at Scotland NFL, I can't remember which one it is. Um, but they're hosting an event, it's £3 to come in, but there's going to be prizes, there's going to be draws, and obviously have all the NFL action too. But that's going to do it for today's the, today's show and all this week. Hope you enjoyed them, uh, so get in touch with us at Full 10 Yards. So in the great words of Kevin Cadle, it's bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Full 10 Yards. Or email the show, full10yards at gmail.com.